0: You are listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Hayburn building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP-LP, Louisville, 106.5 FM on your radio dial. You can find out a little bit more about our station if you go to forwardradio.org. Thank you. Today, we're going to do a reading from a short story by me. The name of the short story is The Education of an Activist, uh, written by K.A. Owens. This story is set in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville is the biggest city in Kentucky. Louisville is 75% white, 20% black, and 5% just happy to be anywhere rather than where they are from. Culturally, Louisville is 75% southern, 20% midwestern, and 5% the culture of the business executives who were transferred in by their companies. This is a work of fiction. Any relationship to individuals, living or dead, or existing groups is purely a coincidence. Trust Wilson sits behind the desk in the office of his insurance business. His last client of the day just left. Trust leaned back in his chair and exhales. It has been a long and satisfying day. He looked out the window and checked the traffic on Broadway. The office was a house converted to commercial space. His office had a big picture window in front where he could keep track of all the comings and goings in the neighborhood. He stood up and walked over to the big old fashioned wooden stereo cabinet, a Zenith. He opened the lid and turned on the radio. He kept it tuned to the local all-news station most of the time. The weatherman was finishing his report. Trust noted that it was going to be dry today and tomorrow so he could rake the leaves when he got home. After the weather report, another reporter said, Breaking news, Medal of Honor winner, respected athlete, and Marine war hero Freedom Wilson arrested for sexual assault of Police Academy classmate What, Truss said out loud? He went to the phone and called his contacts down at the courthouse to find out if it was true. It was. He sent his staff home, closed up shop, and went down to the county jail. Successful black business executive, Truss Wilson, sits at the helm of his self-made business, a franchise of a national insurance firm. He is a graduate of an HBCU, historically black college and university. He is a member of a black fraternity. He is married, no children. His wife, Judgment Wilson, is a black attorney, a prosecutor, a graduate of an HBCU, and a member of a sorority. Her parents groomed her to be a successful attorney. Both their parents were college graduates. They are solid members of the black bourgeoisie. Their politics are moderate. They are careful what they say around and about white people. Trust parents, father, loyal Wilson, mother, constant Wilson. Father a civil service executive, his mother a nurse. His parents are well-behaved and well-mannered. They vote, but have never been actively involved in politics or civil rights. They are life members of a long-established civil rights organization, but do not attend meetings. Trust has one brother, Freedom Wilson. Freedom was a top athlete in high school, all state, in football and basketball. The only person to win Mr. Football and Mr. Basketball in the same year. A Marine veteran, Force recon, and a winner of the Medal of Honor in Iraq. He is now in police academy, about to graduate. His parents are very proud of both their sons. Trust looked through the thick glass window at his brother, Freedom, in the visiting room of the county jail. The brothers look alike except for their height and weight. Freedom is six foot two inches tall and walks around at about 200 pounds. Trust is six foot even and slim at 170 pounds. Freedom was clear-eyed, alert, freshly shaven. His hair was military style, high and tight trimmed in a line above his ears as usual he looked neither happy nor sad trust said i knew you were looking for a new place is this the best you can do <laughs> freedom grinned. wait till i put in the, up the new drapes he said it'll still look like crap said trust the two men paused for several minutes Freedom liked the way his clever little brother had broken the tension. Trust asked, what happened with this chick? Freedom said, she came on to me, no muss, no fuss. You didn't tell her you loved her and didn't break up with her, did you, asked Trust? Didn't have to tell her anything. She threw it at me and I caught it, said Freedom. Do you need me to make bail for you, asked Trust? Freedom says, find out how much it is. I don't really care about bail. What I need is the best lawyer you can find. I plan to plead not guilty and win this case. Done, says Trust. Tell mom and dad not to worry, says Freedom. Tell them the situation is well in hand. Stay up, big brother. Stay up, says Trust. Freedom is accused of rape by a white female classmate in the last week of the police academy. The white female classmate comes from a well-connected family. Freedom says his police academy class had a party and the girl came on to him. They woke up in the same bed. Both went home. He was charged a week later. Trust is surprised. Freedom never had a problem with women. Freedom had always dated the cheerleader. Freedom asks Trust to find him a good lawyer as he plans to plead not guilty and go to trial, even if he has to represent himself. His parents are devastated. His sister-in-law fears for her own career and not about freedom. She wants freedom to plead guilty. She says women don't lie about sexual assault. Trust did look into the possibility of bail for freedom. Trust went to the arraignment at the Hall of Justice. He felt sure he could get freedom out. Trust did find a temporary lawyer just to stand up for freedom at the arraignment. This lawyer did wills, deeds, divorces, and a little bit of criminal law. He was a friend of the family named Quentin Begley. Begley made what Trust thought was a pretty good argument. Begley said, Your Honor, my client, Freedom Wilson, is a Medal of Honor winner with no criminal record. He has served his country with dignity. He has shown courage beyond measure. He served four tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. We have a letter of reference from his former Marine commanders and the coaches from his high school teams. Freedom Wilson was the first athlete in Kentucky history to earn Mr. Basketball and Mr. Football in the same year. Freedom had the option of a full scholarship at any major university. He had the grades to go Ivy League. He chose to serve his country in war. Your Honor, we ask that this court set the minimum bail. Then the prosecutor stood up. He said, Your Honor, it is true Freedom Wilson has an outstanding war record. He may be one of the most lethal individuals this country has ever produced. This dangerous individual had 50 confirmed kills in Iraq, 40 with the scoped rifle, 8 with the silenced pistol, and 2 with the K-Bar knife. Freedom Wilson scored in the 97th percentile on the Marine Corps Lethality Index. When Mr. Wilson was stationed in Japan... He earned a black belt in aikido. No one could wreak more havoc than Freedom Wilson. The alleged victim claims that Mr. Wilson threatened to kill her if she called the police. We ask that the bond be set at five hundred thousand full cash for the safety of the community. The bond was set at five hundred thousand full cash. They don't want you out, big brother. Set trust to freedom over the phone. Trust allowed freedom to call him collect from jail. The county jail had it set up so that collect phone calls from prisoners cost much more than an ordinary collect call. The jail used the collect calls as a revenue stream. I'm okay, little brother. I've already started teaching the prisoners classes in literacy, math, and ethics. These prisoners are hungry to learn, and I don't want to abandon them or let them down. Where is that hotshot lawyer I need? Replied Freedom. Trust said, most lawyers around here, white and black, just want to make weak deals for too much money. We need to start reaching out, said Freedom. Freedom. Where do we start, Asked Trust? Start with the civil rights organizations and the churches, said Freedom. Let's see if they live up to their stated purposes. Most local lawyers, white and black, are afraid to touch the case in a serious way. Black and white hack lawyers offer to overcharge for a guilty plea. One black lawyer, Paunch Lesworth, 65-year-old dean of the local black legal community, calls trust in to his office in a high-rise downtown. Paunch has always played the role of go-between, between the black community and the white community. He had brokered many lucrative deals. He is a millionaire several times over, but he made sure nobody knew it except his accountant. Not even his wife knew. He resisted the urge to buy a flashy car. He always drove a late-model Navy Blue Buick. He owned a respectable-sized house in the safest part of the black community. Paunch tells him that for the good of the black community, freedom needs to plead guilty and do his time like a man. Trust is determined to stand tall beside his brother as his brother always stood beside him. Trust says no, gets up and walks out. Trust and his mother and father go to the National Association for the Protection of Negroes for help. He and his family are life members of the organization. His mother cries and begs for help. The association won't touch the case. The president of the association, Pacify Ferguson, says, Taking up such a case would hurt the ability of the organization to negotiate with the white power structure. This organization only takes selected cases that will move the race forward. I know freedom is innocent, but there is nothing I can do. The entire Wilson family cries. Pacify cries along with the family. Pacify Ferguson has dedicated his life to moving the black community forward an inch at a time. He believed in carefully controlled incremental change. He needed white allies. He never did anything to alienate potential white allies. The strain is taking a toll on freedom's parents. Like the majority of middle-class blacks, they had orientated their lives toward cooperating with white people. Now they were in a position where they had to oppose the white power structure to save their son, and they were disoriented and confused by the situation they were in. They couldn't understand how this could happen, especially Since they went to church every Sunday and prayed regularly. Freedom is still in jail because the bail is a half million dollars and the family doesn't have that kind of money. The bail is high because of the status and race of the female and her claim that Freedom threatened to kill her if she told. His outstanding military record is used against him. He is considered extremely dangerous. When Freedom was told he scored in the 97th percentile on the Marine Corps Lethality Index, he said, I need to improve my focus. When Freedom was stationed in Japan, he earned a black belt in Aikido. When asked the most valuable part of the Aikido training, he said, I learned to meditate and focus. Freedom knows he is innocent and is not afraid. Freedom tells the family to make no effort to raise bail. He has never been afraid to be a man. He is not interested in pleading guilty. He will sit in the county jail until the case sorts itself out. Freedom continues teaching the other prisoners how to read, write, and do arithmetic. He finds that the prisoners are very much interested in in his morality and ethics classes. Trust keeps looking for help. He finds a civil rights organization on the black side of town. The organization is multicultural with an elderly white female, Kate August, as a strong figure in the organization. She is a veteran of the civil rights movement from the 1950s to the 1970s. And has remained active to the present day. The organization has a small, dusty office and a part time staff person and a small budget. She is sympathetic to the case. She was raised in the Deep South and has seen many black men lynched literally, not figuratively, in these types of cases. Trust speaks before the board of directors of the organization. A board member states that this case will put the organization at risk. Kate says, this organization is designed to fight for justice. If the organization is destroyed in battle for a just cause, so be it. The organization agrees to support freedom. Trust volunteers to work with the organization. He wants to be involved every step of the way. The organization does press conferences, holds rallies, and marches around the courthouse. Freedom's parents start to have hope. Trust seeks the help of the black religious community. He secures a meeting with the local black ministerial coalition. This coalition took a stand on local and national issues at one time in history. The ministers were very polite and respectful. The elderly senior minister cleared his throat. He said, I have two sons. I carefully instructed them to never get involved with white women under any circumstances because it would only lead to trouble. The senior minister then led the other ministers in a prayer for freedom and his family. That was the end of the meeting. Kate August advises Trust to visit Reverend Relentless Duquesne. Relentless is the most prominent and controversial black social justice preacher in Louisville. Most black preachers in Louisville had moved away from civil rights and toward building their churches as institutions. Relentless still did street protests on every issue from minority hiring, to environmental justice, to police brutality. Trust joined Relentless in a street corner protest demanding more minority hiring at a construction site. Trust gave Relentless a brief summary of freedom situation and asked for help. Relentless said, I already knew about the case and had been waiting to be asked to help. I am not an ambulance chaser or someone who gets involved in high-profile cases for publicity. I will be happy to help in any way possible. Relentless did a prayer vigil for freedom outside the county jail the next day. Then Hagedorn Van Brin decides to get involved. She is the leader of the local FDL, Feminist Defense League. She is white, upscale, clever, and ruthless. She believes that women don't lie about rape and that American male culture, and particularly the culture of sports and the military, incite rape. She is a leading proponent of the concept that regret equals rape. She believes that if a woman has second thoughts or any kind of regret a day later, a week later, or 20 years later about a sexual encounter with a man, that regret equals rape. She begins a campaign demanding the maximum sentence for freedom. She said to the press, freedom is an example of the reality of all men. She uses social media to attack freedom. Judgment Wilson is aghast at all the activity around this case. She feels this activity is hurting her career. She wants to be Kentucky's first black attorney general. She knows she has to prove to rural white people that she is tough on crime, particularly black crime. Her job is to manipulate and humble blacks, whether they are guilty or innocent. Freedom pleading not guilty and fighting for an acquittal is a horror to her. Without telling Trust, she goes to visit Freedom in jail. Judgment tells Freedom, your case can be transferred to veterans court. You can say that the stress and strain of combat created post Traumatic stress disorder And affected your behavior The felony sexual assault charge Can be dropped to Misdemeanor sexual assault If you plead guilty You won't have to register As a sex offender You could be sentenced to a year In the county jail And get shock probation in six months You will never get A better deal Freedom tells her politely No But thank you for your concern. Then he goes back to his cell to meditate. Judgment understood that freedom is not a black revolutionary, nor does he have a black revolutionary philosophy. Freedom is a man, pure and strong. The quality of his manhood is revolutionary. Then she understood just how dangerous freedom was. Trust finds out about Judgment's visit to freedom. He is not happy. He views her visit to freedom as a betrayal. She is furious with her husband Trust. Trust tells her he is disappointed in her. She files for divorce. Trust signs the papers without hesitation. Trust Is introduced to a whole new universe of people through the social justice community. Trust meets Chastity O'Brien. Chastity is a mixed race heritage. Chastity is brilliant and beautiful. She is all but dissertation towards her PhD in political science. She is trained in ballet, modern, and hip hop dance and works part-time as an exotic dancer for extra money, self-expression, and as an act of rebellion. She can sit in a full split. She is bisexual. Trust and Chastity work closely together and become an item. Chastity's other partner is Francesca, a tall, beautiful, black, male-to-female transsexual. Francesca served with Freedom in the Marine Corps when she was still Frank. They were both forced recon marines. She offers to testify in behalf of freedom. Trust, Chastity, and Francesca become a, a romantic unit. Trust is schooled in grassroots organizing and activism by Kate August and sees that it is not just what happened to his brother. The problem is a corrupt system. Through the organization, Trust finds a good attorney for freedom. The attorney is an elderly, frail, white man on his last legs physically, but has just enough energy for one more big show. Attorney Cam B. Baylor investigates the case, goes down to the courthouse, and runs circles around the prosecution. Cam does put Francesca on the stand to testify for freedom. Trust, on his own hires a private detective to investigate. The private investigator finds out the accuser had cried rape twice before, in high school and college, both to cover up her habits at parties. The private investigator also found a female police academy classmate of the accuser who was at the same party where the alleged crime occurred to testify the accuser was not raped. The private investigator also secures a recording of Hagedorn Van Brin of the FDL saying, I don't care whether Freedom is guilty or not. This is a big case for us, and we are going to make the most out of it. Trust enlist young people to do social media on behalf of Freedom Wilson. This social media campaign overpowers the FDL campaign. Freedom Wilson becomes a cause celeb all over the world. Cam B. Baylor feels he can win this case. Just as victory is at hand, Freedom is killed in jail. He defended a smaller, weaker inmate who was being attacked by correction officers. It was a three-on-one attack. Freedom controlled the correction officers without damaging them. He knew that if he damaged them, it would surely result in additional charges. Freedom's action was considered to be a threat to the dominance of correction officers. As a result, Freedom was tased in his cell until helpless, then stomped to death by correction officers. Upon Freedom's death, Hagedorn Van Bren of the Feminist Defense League called a press conference to comment. She said, Freedom Wilson's death was a result of the macho misogynist culture of violence that he so well represented. Until we eliminate this culture of violence, people will die and women will continue to be abused. At Freedom's funeral, a military bugler blows taps and the American flag is presented to Freedom's parents. At the funeral, Loyal Wilson tells Trust, I always knew that freedom's manhood was too strong for a black man to have and survive in America. I guided freedom towards sports and the military in the hope that he would find a safe place. Freedom's father, Loyal Wilson, dies of a heart attack as a result of the case. Freedom's mother, Constant, carries on alone. Trust gives up the insurance business and dedicates himself to grassroots organizing and social justice. Chastity and Francesca ask Trust to make Chastity pregnant. He does. They name the child Freedom. The End You have been listening to The Education of an Activist, written by K.A. Owens. And the radio program you're listening to is On the Edge with K.A. Owens. And we will be back next week.